This is FBG Jen. And FBG Kristen. And I'm FBG Margot, host and producer. You're listening to the podcast that will help you keep a lid on the junk in the trunk and inspire you to live a happy and confident life. Each episode, we chat with motivational experts and celebs and share our own candid adventures in being healthy. If you're looking for a podcast that's equal parts hilarious and enlightening, well then welcome to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. Ever wonder why some people can seem to eat well and work out regularly almost effortlessly? Do these people have more willpower? Are they born that way? Are they special? Well, we know how they did it. And it does have something to do with willpower, but not in the way that you think. So get the scoop at fitbottomgirls.com forward slash coaching. Welcome back to the Fit Bottom Girls podcast. This is FBG Margot, and on the line today, we have FBG Jen. Hey. And we have FBG Kristen. Yo. And guys, we're getting really stylish today. Our guest is Alicia Lincoln, and she is a holistic style expert. And which one of you wants to talk a little bit about our guest today? Here, I think Kristen has more of the the style, the style portion of, I don't know, of the two of us for sure, the interest. But she has been writing for us. Gosh, she, I mean, she's written a ton of Fit Bottom Zen articles for us over the years about not just style, but about yoga and the difference between meditation and mindfulness and a whole bunch of cool zen like stuff. Um, and so that's kind of how she, how she came into our lives and did a bunch of content. And then she was like, oh, yeah, I also do this on the, st- on the side, which is now I think her full-time thing is this whole holistic style expert and stylist. It's it's really, really cool how she incorporates not just, you know, what's trendy, but like what's cool to you, what expresses your essence of yourself and your likes and your creativity and everything like that. And I love what she's doing. Ditto. <laughs> yeah, she. this is a really great interview. She's got some good tips here on like how to get the most out of your wardrobe. I should say this, Jen, you had to drop out a little bit early in the show. I forget why, but you, you hear Jen for a little bit and then she disappeared. Nothing happened to her. Everything's okay. She just had yeah. to drop out of the interview. But I guess when I want to ask I think you. I didn't pick up my daughter. I yeah. Pick up my daughter. Yeah. I think it, it must be. So let yeah. me ask you guys, who are your favorite style icons? Well, I think, I feel like this is something that we've touched on here and there. And I've probably give every time we've talked about it, I've probably given a different answer because it just sort of depends on you know, who I'm seeing doing stuff and who's got an outfit that sort of stands out to me. So I, right now I've, I feel like I've seen Gabrielle Union in a lot of things that are really cool and interesting, but like eminently wearable, which is kind of fun. So I, I love that. And she just, I mean, she's clearly a vampire because she doesn't look any older than she looked in Bring It On. So that's, I also love that. It's like, you know, she's, she's wearing the same, she could wear the same sort of style forever. And I'm like, cool. So that means I can too. So yeah, I I'm digging her right now. Yeah. Do you feel like your style has to change as you get older? No, (laughs) I mean, I think it can, but okay. So let me, let me rephrase. So I don't think that it has to, I think that I I have really strong feelings about this actually in case you can't tell. Yeah, let's talk about it. Right. So I think it's bullshit if society is telling you that, you know, after the age of 40, you shouldn't wear a skirt above your knee. 
Yeah. Right. That is yeah. that is yeah. untrue. If at any age, whether that's 14 or 44, you feel like a skirt above your knee makes you feel self-conscious or doesn't allow you to do the things that you want to do, then, you know, cool. Don't opt to wear that. But I, you know, I don't think that you should not wear it at a certain age because of, you know, some arbitrary rule. I also don't think that you know, that you should say like, oh, well, you know, if you've got a wider body type, you should never wear horizontal stripes. Screw that. I wear, my shoulders are as broad as half the men I know. And I wear horizontal stripes all the time and I rock it. I like, I'm, I think that that is, it's really harmful to, to have those sorts of rules out there. That being said, everybody is absolutely entitled to, to say, you know what? I prefer this sort of look on me. I feel better in this. Um, If there are certain things that you want to accentuate or, you know, you, if you are uncomfortable about, you know, your arms or something and you feel better wearing sleeves, cool. That's fine. But don't do it because somebody else is telling you, you have to like really look, you know, look into, into your heart and be like, well, do I love that? And wear it. And I, I will say, I just, I'm, you know, staring, staring right down 40 and I just bought my first romper and my God, do I get a lot of compliments on that thing? The messaging really is like now that I'm thinking about it, the messaging always is like, well, dress for your body type, dress, you know, wear whatever is going to be the most quote unquote flattering, which means you look the thinnest in, which is also BS. Yeah. Like, because heaven forbid you be larger than the the whatever ideal body type. If you want to wear a crop top and you're going somewhere where a crop top is appropriate, let me also put that out there because sometimes a crop top is just not you know, like it's not office attire, right? <laughs> um, church. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, there, there are some, there are some rules that I, I will probably mostly follow. Um, but you know, otherwise, if you want to wear a crop top, I do not care what your, what your body looks like, as long as you've got it on and you're smiling and you feel good in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it beautiful. I think, totally. there, I think there are less rules now. Like, like they, I think mm-hmm. people are, I think because honestly, people age better than they ever have. So I, I can wear things I wore in my teens and 20s. I can still wear them because I still kind of look around. I mean, I don't look 18 or anything. I'm not kidding myself. But there's just a different way that people take care of themselves. But I remember like people are like, once you're 40, you can have long hair. That was a big thing I was told. Like, right. And, and no, yeah. And no effing way am I getting rid of my long hair. I like my long hair. You know, it, well, it's, I, it's me. I think now. Yeah, like we see aging in a little bit different way where it's like, no, like I'm, I'm not aging in the way that you want me to age. I'm going to mm-hmm. age in whatever way my body and myself and my spirit is aging. And if I still feel like shopping at Old Navy, then I'm still going to shop at Old Navy. Like, yeah, have you guys changed where you shop or did you did you have a moment where you walked into a store and you're like, oh, I'm not <laughs> I'm not at Forever um, 21 customer. Yeah. anymore. So I will still pop into Forever 21 once in a while, just like if I'm looking for something and I've got a specific idea and it's really trendy and I know I need it for like one thing and I probably won't need it again. Mm-hmm. But otherwise I've, I've moved sort of away from those, not so much because of an aging thing, but, um, because I'm, I've become more mindful in my shopping and consumption. Yeah. So I don't necessarily like the, I mean, price is always part of the decision-making process, right? It's, it's not like it's not a thing, but I also would rather spend a little bit more and have to like wait and save and and purchase something that's you know 
$70 that I, I know that I love and will wear a lot and will wear for a long time. Yeah. Um, and that tends to not come from places like forever 21. And also sometimes it it feels really loud and busy and hard to look for things Mm -hmm. in there, but same goes for like TJ Maxx. And I, I am a big fan of going in there and just looking. Yeah. Yeah. You guys. I tend to just shop for basics. I've also just sort of like rethought about the way I dress and I just like to stick to things that are comfortable, things that work well together, that, yeah. that, you know, washable is really great if it's washable, just things like that. I mean, like you said, it's just like, I'm, when I was in my twenties, I always wanted to try new outfits and new styles and, and things like that. I'm just a little more, not demure, but it just, it's just not as big of an interest for me. You know, when I get dressed up, I get it, I get dressed up, but like for my daily life, it's not necessary to be a fashion show. Luckily I work from home, so that takes care of a lot of it for me. But yeah, I, and I prefer just things that, that are made well that will last a long time, like really nice pants that will work with, you know, day to night, that kind of thing. Yeah. And I did take us, I totally derailed us from the style icon question. Who's your style icon, Margo? Oh gosh. Uh, you know, it's, I went down a rabbit hole. I was so interested. I was like, let's talk about this. This No, 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 no. That's awesome. That's I mean. Um, I, you know, obviously I like Kate Moss. I think like we talk about her in this interview, but she always, no matter what state her life is in, (laughs) I always think she looks chic and she's just like, she's like a cool British chick. And she's just like, always, I'm always interested. There's a Kate Moss picture. I have to look at it. Right. I just always, I find her really interesting. I think Stella McCartney's really interesting. I like her kind of casual, chic kind of style, and her clothes are beautiful. I find Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen fascinating, these little, little women who wear these big, big clothes, but they don't (laughs) look like they're drowning in it. Like, they really do sell that look, like, that nobody else could get away with. Like, what what are they, like, 4'10", 4'11"? And they just wear these big schmatas, but they look great. Um, Yeah, I guess those are mine. Those are cool. Yeah, if I I gave this some thought, this question some thought, and I I don't know, like I really like I've always like when I was younger, it was like Gwen Stefani, because mm. it, there was so much like punk and attitude, and I like that. I never really it was some it wasn't a lot of trend that like I feel like I tried that much of, but it was something I always appreciated, and like with any sort of you know I guess celebrity who tries a lot of things you know you don't always like everything that they they wear you're like no yes no uh, that's not for me but it's kind of just interesting to see like even still like what she comes up with but on a very practical level like Kristen Bell if I could just like take her hair and wardrobe it's such mom life like it just Uh feels like such comfortable like put together cute but like yeah I can squat on the ground and play with my kids and like chase after them um, just very, very livable. Like give me an athleisure, you know, sneaker and capris. I st- I really love shorts. I will wear shorts every, I love shorts. You should be living so in California or, or Florida. I know. Yeah, really? I really should. Yeah. Shorts. And then just like simple, like top stuff that goes together, really basic. And I do feel like after being pregnant and it's, hardly anything fits me because it's not long enough to cover like the twin bump just gets <laughs> so long so everything just becomes really functional I'm like okay so I have uh five tank tops and they all cover me <laughs> barely and I don't really care what the weather is because I have a couple pair of shorts and they're comfortable 
and they fit me. And that's what I wear. <laughs> and I'm going to wait and see. So I'm kind of curious to see once my body, you know, settles into what it's going to be after um, having having the girls, you know, I'll be curious to see how my style evolves. Uh, I'm, I assume it will. But, you know, always changing. Yeah. Yep. Well, do you find yourself going after big trends or do you guys keep it pretty consistent? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I don't think I go for a lot of them, but it's, it's funny because, you know, you, you watch as trends kind of ebb and flow and like, you know, there's like the, the little individual ones and then there's sort of the broader sense. And there were a few years there where I would go into stores and I'm like, wow, I don't like anything. Um, it just like, it just didn't speak to me. So it, it really just depends on the timing. Like if I go, if I'm in a store and there are a lot of things that feel like me or I, I feel like that, I feel like I can picture myself living the life I live in the best possible way. And that's an outfit or that's a look that would go along with that. Then I tend to be really drawn to it. So then I might look trendier, but, um, <laughs> that being said, I have a whole bunch of stuff in my closet that is probably 10 or 15 years old that I still wear on the regular because that was like, that still <laughs> sometimes I still think they're new, um, or they're like not old, but I think technically that makes them old. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it depends, um, a little bit. I've got, you know, a few, a few kind of more trendy things in there, but, um, I, I don't think that I'm a slave to something like, I'm not going to buy it because it's a trend. I'm going to yeah. buy it because it's a trend that I'm like, wow, somebody had me in mind when they made that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm less interested. I'm less interested in trends as I get older. That is the thing that you know. I used to be something like I always had to know what, and also maybe because I used to work in magazines, and so that's all we ever talked mm. about. And I think once I got out of that world, I, I, blessedly, that's one of those things I worry less about. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the other thing here is like, like it's really hot a lot of the time. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. like it's so hot. So there are a lot of things that I look at. I'm like, Ooh, that's so cool. I would really love that. Like it, it really feels like me, but I will wear it maybe once a year. And you know, there are only so many things you can have that you're only going to wear once or twice a year before you're like, okay, so let's just not do that. So I've got a lot of layering pieces is really the route that I've gone. Well, obviously um, like if you lived in the mountains or something, then you would have a different, a different, oh my God. you guys, you know I what I mean? For hiking and, just everything. I'd be such a cute, cozy mountain girl. Yeah, you would. I can, I can see picture it, it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like creams and like and like green <laughs> colors and ooh, hats. Yeah, knitted hats. Like oh, so many hats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gosh, my one of my friends just moved to Denver, and we're we just planned a trip out to see him. And uh, I'm I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna do some hiking. I need I need the right clothes, which I'm sure that I already have, but you know. I might have to look around a little. <laughs> Make sure you blend in with the locals. Yeah, you know, I don't want to stand out and embarrass. Well, that's pretty hipster. I mean. Yeah. 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 I can do that. <laughs> you can. <laughs> so what else is really trendy and cool right now are stickers, podcast stickers. We got our own. Yay. So, woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. so 
if y'all want to get some podcast stickers from the Fit Bottom Girls, just send us an email, podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. Give us your address. We'll send them out to you. Be sure to uh, re- review and subscribe, if, especially an Apple podcast. If you leave a five-star review, we'll read it on the air. But wherever you get your podcast, just be sure you subscribe. They will na- you'll, That way, you'll never miss an episode. Follow us on all the social medias. It's all at Fit Bottom Girls or just Fit Bottom Girl, depending on the one. And uh, you guys, I say let's get into our interview today, talking all about fashion with Alicia Lincoln. In as little as 30 minutes, you can boost your willpower and find your true inner motivation to live a healthy life. Come join the Fit Bottom Revolution at fitbottomgirls.com forward slash coaching and sign up for our online class, How to Amplify Your Willpower to Make Healthy Change. It's only $8 and you can save 20% when you use the code FBG Podcast. So sign up at fitbottomgirls.com forward slash coaching today. Alicia Lincoln is a holistic style expert who helps women express themselves through fashion so they can look current, confident, and stay true to who they are. Her online styling program, Your Style Reinvention, helps women break free from their style ruts with a skillfully designed system that uses clothing as a tool to project your best self. As a commercial stylist for more than 20 years, her clients include Conair, Dove, Google, Mindful Magazine, and Hachette Book Group. Her weekly blog and video show provides styling tips and tricks that make fashion fun and approachable. And when she's not working, she's hanging out with her husband and two kids on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Welcome to the show, Alicia. Hello. Thank you for having me. We are thrilled to have you on the show today. This is FBG Margot, and on this interview today, we have FBG Jen. Who might be on mute. Oh, sorry. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) And FBG Kristen. (laughs) Hello. And I'm going to ask you. Today, a game. Yeah. (laughs) Alicia, I'm going to ask you the first question. We're just going to jump right in. What exactly is holistic style? Okay. Well, there is this quote by editor Deanna Vreeland. She was a Vogue editor and she said, a new dress doesn't get you anywhere. It's the life you're living in the dress. And when I saw this quote, it really sparked something in me because I was like, Hey, if this Vogue editor is saying it's not all about the clothes and it's about the woman in the clothes and the life she's living, I can get on board with this type of thinking because at the time I was working on commercial shoots. So I was spending my days styling models and making them look really, really good. But I had also started teaching yoga. So I was spending my evenings teaching my students to connect to their bodies and to express themselves more fully so they can feel happier in their lives. So it was that quote that sparked something in me. And then I realized that I had to combine these two intentions of making women look really, really good, but also helping them feel more connected to their bodies so that they can express themselves more fully and using their clothes. So holistic style is a whole self approach to personal style. Okay, so how did you get into fashion, styling? How'd you get into all of this work that you're doing? 
Okay, so the way that I got into it was as a writer. I started out as a music writer, and I was writing for magazines like Bikini Magazine, Ray Gun Magazine, Herb Magazine. I was very much into the electronic music scene. And I was freelancing, and I wanted to get a full-time job. So this was way back in the 90s, and I saw an ad in the Village Voice. It was the print Village Voice, so I'm totally aging myself right now. And I saw an ad for a fashion editor at a trade magazine. So I applied and I got the job. So the job entailed, I had to do all the writing, but they also had me styling and I was styling all their in-house shoots. So that brought me into showrooms and I started to see what this job was about. And I was also friends with a lot of freelance photographers. So I knew about this freelance photography industry because I saw it going on with my friends. And then I realized that what they're doing working freelance, that just seemed to suit my personality better. So I asked my photographer friends, hey, do you, can you give me some phone numbers of some stylists that I can reach out to so that I can start assisting? So that's what I did. I left the trade magazine and that, and then I went freelance into assistant styling, which eventually led to getting my own jobs. And that was, that was so long ago. People didn't even know what a stylist was. I remember meeting people and they were like, what is it that you do? I remember I met my husband at the end of the nineties. It was right before 2000. So it wasn't, yeah, I guess it was a long time ago at this point, but they were so perplexed. They're like, what is it that you do? So I had to explain myself all the time, what a stylist actually does. And then, you know, now they're calling, you know, anyone who sells retail is a stylist. So the, the term has become mainstream now. But when I first started back then, it was, it was a very behind the scenes kind of a job. I often hear people say like, oh, I love this look. Oh, but I could never pull it off. And so I tend to be of the opinion, I'm, I'm not very shy when it comes to clothing. So I tend to be of the opinion that like pulling off a look tends to have a little bit more to do with like confidence and excitement about it than just about anything else. Um, so I'm, but I'm curious to know your thoughts because, you know, yours isn't just about like feelings. You're putting looks together for people for, you know, like for professional use. So what do you, what are your thoughts on like pulling off a look? Can, can most people pull off anything if they just really believe in it? Well, I think that that helps. Like if you really believe in it, I think that is great. And I think that attitude is definitely important. So you want to have the right attitude to be able to pull off a look, but it's helpful if that look also suits you. So if it's flattering for you, you know, in color and in silhouettes, and you also want to feel comfortable in the look. So you want to be able to look at that outfit on the hanger and right away say, is this me? So in order to pull it off, it has to reflect part of who you are. But I think that you also want to make sure that it is flattering and it suits you overall. So can I follow that up with, because I flattering is especially like kind of in our little world here of, you know, promoting, you know, body positivity and, and all of that. I, I think that flattering can get really, really tricky because I mean, yes, nobody wants to look like excessively lumpy and bumpy. Right. Um, you know, that, like that makes sense. And yeah, you don't want to wear a color that makes you look like you might have the flu. 
Um, so I wonder, like, how do you approach finding something flattering and kind of balancing that with like, maybe this doesn't make me look statuesque, but it's really cool. Can you offer any tips for, you know, regular people like us who are kind of like, kind of balancing that? Like, you know, yeah, I don't want to look like a linebacker, but maybe I think that that jacket with the cool shoulder pads just looks awesome. I think you should do it then. Absolutely. I think that if you look at something and you are like, that is awesome, then that definitely deserves a try on. So then you go, you take that jacket and then you try it on. And then how do you feel? Do you still think it looks awesome once it's on you? Ultimately, you are in charge of determining what is flattering for you or not. So it's up to you. And hopefully you are dressing for yourself. That is, that's who you want to impress. You want to feel your most confident in your clothes. So if you're looking at a jacket with shoulder pads and maybe you've been told before that that's not flattering for you, but you still want to wear it, you definitely can wear it. And I do this all the time. I'm actually, I'm pretty short. And, you know, they say that petite people shouldn't wear midi length skirts or maxi skirts. And I still wear them and I wear them with sneakers. So I don't even wear them with a heel and I feel comfortable and I feel like myself and, and I'll rock that look. So you, you have to determine when you look at yourself in the mirror, is this flattering for me? Do I look good? Do I feel comfortable? You talk a little bit about a person being intentional with their style. Can you discuss what that means and how somebody can go in that direction? Sure. Yeah. Well, I think everybody already, most women or most people in general are somewhat intentional with their style. So when you're going to be getting dressed, you might look at the weather to see, help that determine what you're going to wear. Or you might think about the activities and the situations you'll be in, and that could help shape what you're wearing. But you can actually take it a step further because what you wear is actually going to impact the way you feel. So you can put on certain clothes or garments and they will help you embody a feeling that you want to have. There was actually a study by Northwestern at Northwestern University and it's called Enclosed Cognition. And this was basically, they had uh, a group of people, they split them up and they gave them all a white lab coat. Now they told half the group that that lab coat was a doctor's coat. And then they told the other half that it was a painter's smock. And the group that thought they were wearing the doctor's coat, they performed better. They paid more attention. They worked more diligent. So just by thinking that they were wearing a doctor's lab coat, that impacted their performance. So if this is out there and being researched by science, why not, why not use that? Why not take the tool of your clothing and allow it to help you feel better and to feel more like the person that you want to be or you need to be in your day. That's really cool. Yeah, it was, it was, I love this research. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. Finally, it's being proven. It matters. It matters. It reminds me of some of the stuff. Kristen wants to talk about power postures. And if you stand in like a specific way, you know, mm -hmm. that you kind of confident and then mm -hmm. so maybe if do a power posture in your, you know, power outfit or whatever. Um, it's like double the power. I would love to know about your personal style, how you describe it, how you arrived at it, and maybe even how, maybe it hasn't, or maybe it has, maybe how it's shifted 
um, or changed revolved over the years, what that process has been like for you? Okay. Well, I have always been incredibly experimental with my style. I started even when I was young, I used to color my hair all the time. And I, I just used to wear whatever I wanted. And I never really cared what people thought. For me, it's, it's just not that big of a deal. You can always go home and change your outfit. So I always just went for whatever I wanted. And personal expression has always been really important to me. So being experimental is a big part of my personal style. I also like to feel comfortable. So I'm not wearing heels. Like I never really wear heels. And if I do, they're more of like a platform or a clog type of feel, which I do like to wear those occasionally. As I mentioned, I am pretty short. But um, so my, ca- my style, I would call it, it's casual. It's comfortable. It's a little bit sporty. I'm very attracted to florals and feminine details. Although I wouldn't say that my style is ladylike. But it's definitely uh, casual, comfortable, sporty, and um, maybe a little unexpected as well. I, I think that the best outfits come when you try things that you never would have thought go together. And that's actually one of the things that women who I've worked with, that they'll say to me, huh, I never thought of trying that together. So that's just something that anybody could do is you look in your closet and you never think to put things together you can always try it. Like I said, the stakes aren't that high with your clothes because ultimately you can always change your clothes. I love that. But I'm curious. So what are your thoughts on keeping a a certain style from veering into like costumey territory? You know, because like we see some of the people, um, you know, like style makers and tastemakers, you know, and Instagram clothing stars and all of that. And, you know, what, what they're busting out is not something that I can wear around Sarasota, Florida without looking like I'm dressing up for a party Mm. and like, not just a a looking good party. So I'm curious, like what, when somebody loves something that's a little funky, like how, or if they're, I'm also thinking of a friend of mine who really does the like fifties rockabilly thing really well. Like it's perfect for her Mm -hmm. and she's gone that route and she's owned it. But like, if I did that, I would absolutely look like I was wearing a costume. So how, how do you balance that? Well, I think it's really helpful if you, when you're looking at one of these outfits that you are curious about, you're attracted to it. There's something about that outfit that's making you think, hmm, I want to try that. I think it's a really good idea to then start looking a little more closely at that outfit. I think that a lot of times we look at an outfit and we take it in as the whole outfit. But instead, if you can start breaking it down into the individual elements of the outfit and see what are the components that are actually making up this outfit. And then once you break it down, maybe you try just one of those components in your look. Maybe, you know, maybe rockabilly, maybe it's a scarf that you could put around your neck or you you look at the outfit or, or maybe it's denim. You know, where can I put some denim in my outfit? So you don't have to do the entire look. Instead, you break down the outfit, you see it for the individual components or elements, and then you try one of those. And then maybe you try another one of those. You can build on it and see when you've gotten to the point where you're like, okay, now that looks good and it feels like me. That is so smart. (laughs) That's really good. I like it. I kind of feel like I'm in a really true blue style rut. Like, I, I really feel like I want to show off my personality more with fashion. What do you suggest I do? What, what do you think I can do to kind of spruce it up a bit? 
Well, I think accessories are an amazing opportunity to spruce up your outfit and they are minimal investment as in they usually cost less and you can take them off easier. So the first thing you could do is start opening up your eyes and noticing the accessories that other people are wearing that you're relating to. So I think access like bringing an accessory in a new accessory into your look is an excellent way to refresh your style. But another thing you could do is you could go to your closet and you can see you probably got some things in there that you like, but you haven't worn them. So you pull out one of those pieces that you like, but you haven't worn lately. And maybe you haven't worn it because you just don't know what to wear it with. And putting on that, that outfit, that piece might feel a little bit beyond your comfort zone just because you're not comfortable in it anymore. So try an, a piece from your closet that you haven't worn in a while, but pair it with something that you wear all the time. So you wanna get your brain excited about it, but you don't want it to get overwhelmed. So take something from your closet that's a little bit new to you that you haven't worn a lot and pair it with like your favorite pair of jeans or something like that. That's a good way to ease in those items from the back of your closet that aren't getting worn without feeling overwhelmed. So clearly I'm asking a lot of um, very selfish questions here, but that's the beauty of being a podcast host is I get to do that when I have smart people on. So I want to talk a little bit about like a signature style um, because you described yours and I feel like that was a really, it was nice and concise, but it still left room for you to, you know, I can picture a lot of different things that would work within what you, what you described. So I'm curious how, how you advise people who are trying to create something maybe a little more like a signature style, but who tend to like a really wide variety of looks, not asking for a friend, entirely asking this one for me, because <laughs> I'm <laughs> one day I'm in like, you know, some cool looking athleisure. And then the next day, maybe it's like a, a flowy dress with like a surfer sweater. And then I might have like ripped jeans and a motorcycle jacket. And like, I love all of it equally. So does that mean that I'm just a hopeless case? Um, <laughs> what, like, well, I, how do I, I narrow think, that down? Well, I think that it's okay to dress differently every day because your mood is changing every day and you, the way you want to feel each day and the situations that you're in each day will change. But if you want to start to be known for a signature because that's really what a signature is it's when you start to become known for wearing something consistently then again go back to the style element so these are the components that make up the outfits and start to notice what do you like you know a good place to do this is on pinterest if you go to pinterest and you you know search up street style stars or something like that and then you start looking at all the outfits start noticing what is the element here that i continually like what is the consistent theme that is showing up in all of these pictures is it a color palette is it a silhouette? Do you like to wear long dra drapey cardigans? What is it that is coming that, that you're seeing when you look at these pictures that is something that you can incorporate into your signature style and you start doing it more regularly, then people will start to recognize that as being you. Are there any trends you see coming up that just about anyone can adopt into their wardrobe? Any trends coming up that anyone can adopt into their wardrobe? 
Well, I think the most important thing when you're looking at trends is you have to, is it, is it make sense for your life? Is it something that you want to wear? For example, like leather is a popular trend that people can wear, but you can wear it in different ways. Like everyone might not want to wear a pair of leather pants, but maybe a leather jacket could be something for you. And that's, that's definitely a trend we're seeing a lot of these days. Do you have any hard and fast rules that either you follow or you recommend your clients follow when shopping for clothing? Like maybe, you know, I've heard of people only buying clothes that work with something that they already have or else, you know, if you don't have something to work with it, buying something to wear with it so that you don't buy something that just hangs there forever. Or, you know, maybe I've tried to adopt the idea of not buying something new that essentially I would wear for the same the same sort of function as something I already own. Um, because I, last time I cleaned out my closet, I had a lot of dresses and, um, a lot of really similar dresses that I, and they were all really nice, but you know, I only go to so many baby showers, right? Yeah. You definitely want what you're buying to fit into your lifestyle. So it's helpful when you go shopping to know what you're looking for. If you can, if you can be mindful and know what, what do I need right now? What's missing in my closet right now? I have a lot of dresses. So you're in the store and yeah, that dress is really cute and I love it, but I already have so many dresses. I don't need that. I actually need a pair of trousers. So have, know what you're looking for so that you can stay focused and stick with that as opposed to being swept away by something because you love it and you have to have it. So I think staying mindful when you're shopping is really, really important. Who are your personal style icons? I mean, I know you, you, you like to go through all kinds of trends and you've reinvented yourself a bunch of times, but do you have anybody that you kind of like to follow or look up to? Um, well, I love Kate Moss's style and I love that she's getting older now. So that's really inspiring because obviously she's been in the business and she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. So her style, I, I love to see what she wears. And like I said, the fact that she's aging and she's, I mean, she's still wearing leather pants. So, um, you know, I just like to see how she puts her outfits together because she does it in a really unexpected way. You've written so many really amazing posts for us on Fit Bottom Zen. Um, on everything from mindful living to yoga to organization. So I'm curious, what what other things are you passionate about? And how do those passions fuel your style and maybe your business? I am passionate about yoga and the life of people who practice yoga. So I actually am dealing with injury right now. And I haven't physically practiced yoga. It's been a while but I still consider myself a yogi. I meditate regularly and I believe that I will get back to yoga. I actually stopped doing yoga another time in my life right after I had kids and I went away from it for a while and then I went back. So I believe I will go back to yoga, but that life and the philosophy of yoga is incredibly inspiring to me. And it's the reason that I shifted my business, my styling business to take a more holistic approach because I believe that when you can clear your mind and connect to your body and express your soul, I believe that you will be happier and more fulfilled in your life. And I believe it because it's something I'm working on all the time. So practice, 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 not for perfection, but for progress. You live in the Lower East Side and you had for a very long time, right? 
Yes, been in the Lower East Side. Yeah, been in New York since 94 and on the Lower East Side the entire time. Yeah, I had a good friend that lived on um, 2nd Avenue and 11th Street for almost okay. 20 years. Oh, yeah. So I know that area very well. And you have two kids. I mean, are they hip? Are they cool? Do they reflect the area? Like, what, what is their style like? Oh, my gosh. It's so I love that you're asking this. I wish I could say that I had any input into their style. But my daughter, I mean, I stopped dressing her when she was two. She knew what she wanted to wear. And my son is yeah he just unless there's a formal event then he's like mom okay pick it out when to a formal event but otherwise they do their own thing and kids in general and I think we could all take a page from this book they wear what they want because they love it and it makes them feel good they don't think about it they don't have all that toxic self-talk in the brain that's saying oh you look bad or you don't look good they just put on whatever they want and then they go do their thing and I feel like we could all be a little more like that. Take a little bit more of a beginner's mind when it comes to getting dressed. 100%. Um, I, I like, I always think about when I was in elementary school, I was so like, you know, you were talking about experimental and I was just like, I would wear anything. I was borrowing stuff from my parents' closets constantly. And I always had so much fun with it. And I don't know when that stopped. Um, and I don't know how to get that back, but I've been trying a little bit with, um, like popping into thrift shops and things like that, just to see if something speaks. So I, I think that's really cool. Like, yeah, take a, take a page from your kids' books. From, yeah, um, from kids in general. And, you know, just to back to what you were saying, how it stopped, yeah. you know, I, you're not the only, pro I hear this a lot. It happens. And I have clients and they do this. It's their Sunday night ritual and they go into their room and they close the door. No one can come in and they just get in their closets and they play around and they get back into experimental mindset and just start trying things and see what you come up with. So just, you know, turn it into a practice that you do for fun and to just be curious and, and you might end up with some really great outfits as a result. And if not, no big deal. So when you became a mom, did your style change? at all? Oh, did my style change? Well, right after having kids, it definitely changed because my body was different. So, yep, I remember that. That My kids are, my son is 13, my daughter is 10 now. So that was a while ago. I'm still, you know, I would say I'm still pretty casual, still pretty sporty. I, I don't think my style has changed tremendously since before kids, except for that period right after they were born. I'm not a huge shopper. I, I you know, I, I like to work with what I have. And when I do buy things, they have to be really special uh, to merit the investment. I like to buy nice things. I'm into quality as opposed to buying something just to have. And I don't know, I don't like low quality things that feel itchy and stuff like that. So I like to work with what I have. And I do, I still have pieces that I'm still wearing from years ago, but I put them together in different ways. It's all about how you mix up the clothing that you already have. Okay. So I've, I've got to ask what, can you give us a couple of examples of times that you've gone into your closet, seen something and thought, Ooh, I want to do this in a different way and then made it into something great. Yeah, this is this is what I'm talking about that that Sunday night ritual and it's something that I like to do as well. So I have okay, here's an example. So I have this, you know, it's like a shirt dress and it's 
thin and I never really wore it because I wasn't really comfortable in it because it was kind of sheer and it was a dress and I like I said I'm kind of casual sporty so pants are probably better for me so I took this silky shirt dress and I was like how can I make this something that I want to wear how can I mix it up and I put it with a pair of pants underneath but I unbuttoned the bottom so now this shirt dress became more of a shirt because it was open and then you put a belt on on there so that you can make it give it a little bit of shape and and then layer on a jacket on top I like to wear prints and colors so I'll throw on a floral jacket on top and then I feel comfortable in the outfit but it's also getting to use something that I don't often wear Where do you get your style inspirations? I mean, in addition to something like Pinterest, are there blogs that you follow or do you still read magazines or what do you, where do you get your ideas? I get my ideas on the streets of New York City. I love the way the women dress, particularly downtown. I am always checking out the people around me and sometimes I even stop and I'll say, where did you get that? So I find the Lower East Side, downtown Manhattan, to be incredibly inspiring for stylish women. There's there's one more that I want to ask that I feel like you may have already covered. So if you feel like it's going to be redundant, feel free to just say that. But if I asked you to give just one single top piece of advice when it comes to style and fashion, what would you say? Well, I think it's really important to be experimental when you want to up your style game, you have to be open to trying new things. I think it's important to not compare yourself to other people. So if you see an outfit that you saw on Instagram or somebody was wearing and you loved it, you know, that outfit is perfect on them. It might not be so good on you. So I Believe in taking inspiration from other people, but you have to make it your own. You have to make it work for you because it's not going to look the same on you as it does on them. And, and to compare yourself to what they look like, that's just, that's just a waste of time. So be experimental and you know, run your own race. Don't compare yourself to others. Take inspiration from the outside, but make it your own. So for our audience, please tell them where they can find you on the web and on social media. Sure. I'm at my website is alishalankin.com. And on social media, I'm on Facebook at Alicia Lankin. I'm on Instagram at Alicia underscore NYC. And then we have one more question for you. Okay. All right. It's the question we ask everyone that appears on the show. What was the last song you listened to before you did this podcast interview? Oh, I love that question. I have actually been in current rotation of my Spotify most played songs of the year. And the last one that came up was by Joy Wave. It was Content. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, it's a I great song. It's, it, it's great to work out to. So if you want to get amped up, put on some Joy Wave. Excellent. <laughs> well, thank you so much for appearing on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I loved it. Love this show? Tell us why in a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read it on the air. Also, make sure you are a subscriber. If you want to reach out to say hi or have a question about a recent episode, yay, well, feel free to email us at podcast at fitbottomgirls.com. And if this podcast jives perfectly with your brand, consider sponsoring the show. 
Get more info by emailing advertising at fitbottomgirls.com. Find all kinds of Fit Bottom goodness online and on social media at Fit Bottom Girls, Fit Bottom Mamas, Fit Bottom Meets, and Fit Bottom Zen. And if books and movies are your thing, check out the other podcast I co-host called Book vs. Movie, which you can find anywhere where you search for podcasts. Thanks for listening.